The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. On this episode of Newt's World, in December 2021, Congressman Dan Muser, who represents Pennsylvania's 9th District, was notified by civilian airport employees that chartered flights carrying hundreds of illegal immigrants were landing at a local airport in Scranton, Pennsylvania. These flights landed in the dead of night, with no prior notice provided to state, local, or federal officials, and illegal immigrant passengers were put on buses to undisclosed locations. And this is not just happening in Pennsylvania. As we've seen in the news, there are many documented cases of similar situations in Florida, Texas, Kentucky, Tennessee, California, Virginia, and New York. Thanks to the Biden administration's open border policies, every state has now become a border state. Under current law, the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Health and Human Services are not required to notify local officials of the transportation or placement of illegals in their jurisdictions or give states the ability to have a say in the matter. The Immigration, Transparency, and Transit Notification Act, modeled on a Trump administration executive order, will address these issues by increasing transparency and enhancing the role of the states in the process. Here to discuss the Immigration, Transparency, and Transit Notification Act the author of that act, my guest, Congressman Dan Muser. Dan, thank you for joining me. And I really appreciate the leadership you're showing. The number of 
illegal border crossings has greatly increased since Biden took office. In fact, it's amazing how fast it's increasing. The Border Patrol said in February there were 164,973 border encounters on the southern border compared to February of 2020 when there was only 36,687. So that's basically almost a 500% increase. And those numbers are only the ones that encounter Border Patrol. The Biden administration estimates that about a half million illegal aliens successfully crossed into the U.S. undetected by the Border Patrol. From your perspective, how has the Biden administration's immigration policy caused this increase? Well, Speaker, first off, it's a real honor to be with you. We really appreciate you spending time with us in our congressional caucus and at various meetings. Your wisdom and insight experiences are very, very meaningful in the planning that we're developing. So thank you very much, Speaker. What the Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi have done is pretty much reverse everything that President Trump had initiated, which was proving enormously successful. I have been to the border twice. And once when I was there, it was the beginning of the Trump administration when things weren't going so well, and then enormous improvements were made. And I had a personal discussion with President Trump as to how he brought order to the border, how he resolved that. As we well know, the Biden folks came in and supported entirely by Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats in the House decided to basically reverse everything that was being done. So almost immediately... It sent signals to hundreds of thousands of potential illegals that they would gain entry. Unaccompanied minors under Title 42, Title 42, which was allowed us to expel those under COVID emergency, came in in droves. And Speaker, as I spoke with Customs and Border Patrol agents, they had no idea what the age was of these young people or some not so young. They didn't know if they were 22, 25, 17. They don't carry IDs with them or anything like that. Now, granted, on the same note, many of them were clearly adolescents and younger. But the shame of all this was is that it was really being led by the cartels. And that's not an opinion. That's the way CBP will explain it to you. So not only were these people given their life savings to try to get their young ones across or themselves across and then have the harrowing experience of coming across on their own, trying to sneak through and meet up with their family members, there was fatalities and there was drugs that, that came along with it. And I'll just add this, Speaker, just mention the horror that was occurring here. Customs and Border Patrol agents also stated to me more than once that as they were processing a so-called minor with an address and or a phone number written on their arm or their back on or some note, as they're going through their computer trying to connect with an individual, whether they were in Pennsylvania or Idaho for that matter, where they claimed was their sponsor or family member, I've had CBP look up at me with very, very weary, sad eyes and say they at times feel as if they are the final link in a chain of human trafficking. It's not working. They're not helping people. It's a disaster, probably Biden's main disaster. And of course, we could spend all day talking about all of them. So we start getting word because HHS and DHS was so overwhelmed at the border. I mean, tens of thousands in the detention centers and in the HHS centers. And HHS takes the unaccompanied minors. That's how it works. So they use taxpayer dollars, obviously, to load up many of these unaccompanied minors on airplanes. 
and fly them to different places throughout the United States. And it's no coincidence that not only were these flights in the middle of the night, which HHS, by the way, denied, they stated it was a coincidence, it was also to the smallest airports where there was very little population of persons so as it could be as clandestine as possible. And one of those destinations was Wilkes-Barre Scranton, right outside of my district, very close to my house, Lehigh Valley, and White Plains Airport in New York. But the ones coming into Wilkes-Barre Scranton were so secret, we just started getting leaks from the local airport that these flights were coming in. So I go down to the airport myself on the Sunday after Christmas, because I heard some flights came in Christmas night, and they did, in fact, they came in at 10 o'clock and midnight on Christmas night, unloaded, it was like 160 people on each flight, and got into shuttle buses, where even airport employees informed me, they asked, where are these shuttle buses going? And they said, we're not allowed to say. And it was a cold night, the people are not dressed, not equipped for all this. It's just crazy. And unfortunately, that continued. I did have a meeting with HHS soon after that. And frankly, Speaker, they told me a number of untruths. They told me that those minors were not being resettled in Pennsylvania. They told me that schools were being notified if five non-English speaking students were going to show up in a fifth grade or an eighth grade. They told me that that was occurring. They also added again that it was just a coincidence that they were coming in in the evening. No longer than a three weeks later did I have another meeting with them where they really reversed everything that they just stated. So we put forth a bill that would address this, clearly not address the root of the problem, which is Biden's awful open border policies, but a bill that would bring transparency and notification to the communities. So let me ask a couple of different questions because you trigger a lot with that very powerful report. First of all, Sooner or later, don't they have to have a financial record of the flights they paid for and the buses they paid for? I mean, isn't there a way to get GAO or the committee staff to look at it? I mean, all of this involves federal tax money, so I assume it has to be recorded somewhere. Yeah, they're very nebulous on answering that question, and that's certainly something that, by you bringing it up, I'll ask again. Now, we are able to track them, actually, because it's FAA, and we learned kind of fast on how to track them coming in. But my staff and others throughout the community were on various websites daily just seeing if these flights are coming in. And lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, because some static was raised at Wilkes-Barre Scranton, those flights did cease, but of course headed off elsewhere. Right, they were diverted to somewhere else. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When my wife, Callista, was the ambassador to the Vatican, she got very involved in this whole challenge of human trafficking, which is much bigger and much more vicious than people realize. Can you talk a little bit about the human trafficking implications of the way the cartel relates to what's going on and why the border patrol agent said to you that he felt like he was simply being used as a part of a chain of human trafficking? Sure. They make the track through Mexico. Most, by the way, in the last six months, from the data that I have are from Nicaragua and other so-called Northern Triangle countries. And they do come through with their guardians, shall we say, until the payment is made, until the cartels take over and inform them that they will largely take it from there with large sums of money. And the reports that we get from the CBP, how they often do it is they'll send across one line of people or raft if the real grand is up, or very often with three rafts, one of the rafts has or lineage of people, they're all carrying drugs. And if they use the other lines as largely a diversion, very often there are reports that if a raft with drugs is captured, They'll start throwing kids off the raft, so CBP is forced to go retrieve the children from the river. These are brutal drug dealers, and any CBP I speak to will tell you they're in charge of the border, not the CBP agents. That's how crazy this is. So once they come in, the unaccompanied get processed because the Biden administration lifted the Title 42 
allowing for it, which speaker, of course, created an enormous incentive and a dangerous incentive. I mean, giving an incentive for parents to separate with their young ones. Somebody said to me that the, for at least one or two of the cartels, the payments they receive for transporting illegals is now greater than the payments they're getting for drugs, that this has become an entire industry of moving people through Mexico into the United States. Yeah, I've heard the same. Their business is booming on both sides. So do you have any sense in the Scranton area of where the people actually went to and how much they've impacted on the local schools and the local communities? You know, unfortunately, we really do not. In my second meeting with HHS, I stressed that this is just outrageous. This meeting didn't go as nicely and cordially as the first one, and they were not informing us. Now, they did indicate that the vast majority were being shuttled to the New York metro New Jersey area, but they did admit at that point there were many being resettled, quote unquote, into Pennsylvania. And frankly, you know, they just didn't lie to me. They lied to our governor. Our governor stated the same prior to them finally acknowledging that they were resettling minors into Pennsylvania. So it's just an absolute mess. They're trying to mitigate HHS, a backwards policy of the Biden-Pelosi planning. And they're guilty of being involved in this and stating things that simply they know aren't true to a member of Congress, and to the general public. As I understand it, you've also looked into whether President Biden has been using taxpayer money from COVID relief to bankroll the catch and release operation. Is that where the money comes from? Yes, that's exactly right, Speaker. They're pulling the money that was dedicated to HHS for COVID relief, and they're utilizing it for this purpose of transiting illegal immigrants. Doesn't that then become an unauthorized expenditure of federal money? I certainly believe it does. I think laws have been broken in that regard. And I do think Mayorkas, as the Homeland Secretary, he's also, I think, not following the law related to Remain in Mexico. Remain in Mexico was instituted by President Trump, which called for asylum seekers to seek their asylum in Mexico or the last country that they transferred from, in most cases is Mexico. And not only did they fight it in court over and over, not only did the courts overturn it and say, yes, remain in Mexico, should remain in effect, they're still not following it. Of the thousands and thousands of illegals who have come to our country seeking asylum, my understanding is it's somewhere between 250 and 400 individuals, that's all, out of the tens of thousands that have come across seeking asylum that have actually been returned to Mexico following the law. So it's almost obvious that that law is not being followed, not being enforced, and being broken. And isn't it also accurate that the U.S. Customs and Border Protection data shows that they arrested more than 10,000 illegal immigrants with criminal convictions in 2021? Yeah. And what's also very alarming is, and it's a smaller number, but they have those that were on terrorist lists. And how would they not? I mean, because how would they even know? They're not carrying driver's licenses across. Some are, but very, very few. Yeah. I mean, part of it is if you were a terrorist, 
and you understood the American news media and you watched for two weeks, you'd figure out, don't try to fly into the country, just go to Mexico and walk. We have created such an open environment that it's astonishing how open our southern border is. And people aren't stupid. There apparently is a path. I recently interviewed the mayor of Yuma, who had declared an emergency because they'd had a 1,500% increase in the number of illegal immigrants coming through his town. And he said, there's one track that goes from Haiti to Ecuador up through Colombia and ultimately ends up coming into the U.S. There's a second pattern which goes from Africa into Brazil and up through Mexico to the U.S. And there's a third pattern which goes from India straight to Mexico. He said, there's been a remarkable rise in the number of wealthy people who will come across the border carrying their Gucci suitcases and go straight to the airport and pay for their own ticket. And he said, the border is so open that it's attracting people from all over the world. This is not just a Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras problem. This is people around the planet are learning that under Joe Biden, you have a chance to walk into the U.S. and get established. And it's so true. Every word you just said, the American people need to be aware of. And here you have President Biden over in Poland talking about their immigration issue and comparing it to our southern border. And nothing could be more erroneous. We have a situation where we're creating an incentive, both Nancy Pelosi's house by including amnesty in various bills regularly and passing it on its own, and largely offering some states, particularly blue states, offering all kinds of incentives for illegals. And meanwhile, of course, we have the best health care, which is largely made free to illegals. We've got a welfare system that attracts them. We have earning opportunities, of course, and you put amnesty in that. They're under this impression that the red carpet is rolled out for illegals to the United States and you'll receive what you need. And meanwhile, you have the cartels selling it also for their own great financial benefit. And meanwhile, the Biden administration fails to want to do anything. And then, Mr. Speaker, there's not much of a leap as to see why they're also looking to institute that as the Democrats. What was H.R. 1 or the federal takeover of elections? It all kind of comes together when they want universal registration. And there's simply no doubt that's part of it for Texas, for Arizona, heck, even for Pennsylvania, having those in our country that they believe will vote in line with the Democrats. And, you know, I'm not one to tie so much together, but what else is the reasoning behind this great incentive to put people in such harm's way? And the deaths are catastrophic of those going on this treacherous track through the Mexico desert. So it's not a humanitarian effort. It's more political than anything. And frankly, Mr. Speaker, that's pretty much how they develop any policy, how it's politically advantageous. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. 
So follow the seven right now. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. One of the reasons I wanted to have this opportunity to have you on the podcast is you didn't just look at it or learn about it or give speeches. You've actually introduced a bill, which is the Immigration Transparency and Transit Notification Act. So you're really offering an opportunity for a real change, and you have 56 co-sponsors. So you're really developing some momentum here. Could you share with us what the act would do? Yeah, thank you very much. And in fact, we now have 58 Republicans, zero Democrats right now. And I'm going to really start pressing many Democrats because it's a very rational approach. Uh, it's mo- it is modeled after a Trump executive order, addressing the secret flights, as we discussed, and by increasing transparency and truly enhancing the roles of the states. So the first provision is providing notification before resettlement occurs. So locally, we can help, and I stress this to HHS, assure that the sponsors they're going to are legitimate sponsors and not putting the potential individual into danger. It also gives governors a right to question and perhaps deny based upon the backgrounds that they review. It helps ensure safety from human trafficking by requiring the agencies to provide info about the individuals as well as the connection to the sponsors. And it asks for a quarterly report on whom has been delivered and where into a state. So if we are seeking the truth and seeking some transparency and truly want to engage in helping based upon the erroneous and awful policies created by the Biden administration, this bill seems quite rational. Well, and then from that standpoint, I would think you will eventually get some Democrat co-sponsors because it fits what needs to be done. What sort of reaction have you gotten from the administration? None, Speaker. HHS follows their talking points, frankly, and states whatever they need to on this issue. It's a far cry from 
the Trump administration. You know, I'm only in my second term, but when the Trump administration was there, we could get in touch with secretaries. We can get in touch with undersecretaries. I spoke with Ben Carson to Steve Mnuchin, not necessarily regularly, but when necessary. Here, we get very, very minimal feedback. And frankly, I hear that from Democrats, too. There's not a lot of give and take with this Biden administration. Have you approached the governors yet? I would think a number of governors would endorse this bill and would recognize as governors that they deserve to know this information. That's an outstanding idea. I have not. I did present it and send it to our governor here in Pennsylvania, Governor Tom Wolf, who's a Democrat and showed no interest. However, that's an excellent idea, Speaker. I'll follow that up. Yeah, I suspect virtually every Republican governor will endorse it. And conceivably, some of the Democrats who are under enormous pressure from just the sheer flow of immigration. I have to ask you about something else, because you serve on the Foreign Affairs Committee, and I just am curious about your reaction to what you see happening in Ukraine and to President Biden's confusion recently about whether or not he really wants Putin to go or whether he didn't actually mean go when he said go and all that. What's your general feeling from what you've learned on foreign affairs? Well, we stay in regular contact, obviously. We have our share of classified and unclassified meetings. I believe I'm gaining a tremendous amount of insight. I think it's pretty clear that we all believe that Ukraine needs to stay free. We're at a pivotal moment, perhaps, in history between tyranny and freedom, autocracy and democracy. I think the Ukrainians have really surprised almost everybody. They seem to have surprised Putin And they certainly surprised the Biden administration as well, because they were in line thinking the Ukrainians would be overrun within just a few days. And I don't want to just be critical for the sake of being critical, but we're clearly leading from behind. Germany initially was whistling through the graveyard, but they dove in finally with some weapons. And once they did that, we engaged stronger. Certainly the escalating sanctions have been effective, but... You could argue too little too late. These warnings, these threats, frankly, should have been delivered to Putin early on, wargaming it. If you surround Kiev, if you indiscriminately murder and kill civilians, he should have been informed because I don't even think he expected all of this. And so we're in it in a big way. Over the weekend, we're talking with the Polish parliament. I hope to make my way over there within the next week or two. I'm very interested in going over there and assisting in every way possible. But as you just stated, this weak leadership that we have out of the White House is a real problem. When the President of the United States, the Commander-in-Chief, stands in front of our U.S. troops and says, when you're going to be in the Ukraine, or I'm paraphrasing, but that was pretty much what was heard, when he calls for regime change at the end of a speech. Look, I'm not worried about offending Putin, I think we should be putting him on his heels and let him know we're going to provide everything short of direct conflict with the Putin army. I hate to even call it the Russian army, the Putin army. Yet, having misstatements made by the commander in chief is very troubling and can be very dangerous, can inadvertently create a worse situation than even if we did provide the aircraft that Zelensky's asking for. It sets us back, and it's no time for setbacks. We got to be helping the Ukrainians, and we got to help them help themselves, which is largely what's happened here. 
they are more helping themselves than anything else. But they can't do it without NATO support and weapons and humanitarian aid. So hopefully Putin is seeing defeat and just going to try to save what he can, save face, if you will. He's a war criminal. So I hope he gets what he deserves. Well, listen, I really appreciate your service to the country. We're going to, on our show page, indicate to people how they can contact their members of the House. Do you have any indications yet of having a parallel sponsor in the Senate? Because I do think this is a very, very important and very useful bill. Yeah, we have a couple of possibilities right now, Speaker. I really appreciate your helping get word out on this important bill. We met and you provided that encouragement and I appreciate that. So yeah, this is something that could make a difference and bring some sanity to the allocation of these illegals. So I'll continue to give you updates as we go. I have to say that when I first met you and had a chance to chat about this, this is a topic which has been growing in my own thinking because the whole idea that your government not only allows people to come across the border without stopping them, but then puts them on airplanes at night ships them around the country, doesn't tell any local officials, doesn't report to the Congress. I mean, this is a level of lawlessness that's just crazy. And your Immigration Transparency and Transit Notification Act is a really important step in the right direction. So I'm going to do all I can to make sure that people know about it. And I really appreciate, Dan, your coming on our podcast and letting people know what you're up to and why it's so important to the country. Well, Speaker, you are quite a great American. It's truly my honor. I look forward to continued conversations and all the help you can provide our country. It's nice knowing I can reach out to you and get your advice. So thank you very much. Thank you to my guest, Congressman Dan Muser. You can learn more about the Immigration, Transparency, and Transit Notification Act on our show page at newtsworld.com. And I encourage you to call your representative and encourage them to support Congressman Dan Muser's bill. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our producer is Rebecca Howell. And our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Penley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcast and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is Newt's World. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com.